This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Prescription glasses starting at $6.95. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD or CBD distillate tends to be more potent and lasts longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Headlock Talk. We're covering a little bit of WWE and AEW this week, but mostly G1. So we had to enlist in some backup, bringing on Zachary and Shiloh from Black Lion Airspace. Oh, yeah. And welcome back to another rousing episode of Headlog Talk. I am, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt. And, of course, to my right, as always, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. What's going on, guys? What's going on, Stephen? Oh, you know, just a hoot and hollering of a time, you know? <laughs> um, so we're, we're getting this episode in a little bit late. We've been having a headache of a time trying to get some of this new audio equipment in. But to make things simple... We're going back to basics yep. and keeping the, the original setup as uh, we normally have it here. Um, we've had a lot of wrestling going on this last week. Yes, indeed. Whether it's um, Evolve or WWE or AEW mm-hmm. and especially G1. Oh, yeah. So we enlisted some backup. Hmm. We're bringing in our friend, the one Mr. Zachary Shiloh. Zachary, say Hello. Hello. What's up? <laughs> Hello, Zachary. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. After watching my fiance get rid of a certain little fur ball, 
I'm really doing good right now. <laughs> oh, well, awesome. <laughs> well, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into wrestling, and, and kind of what wrestling means to you, man. Okay, a little bit about myself. Well, I'm a young male of early 30s. I've been a pro wrestling fan since about 1995. I actually did not become a wrestling fan by way of WWE, believe it or not. Hmm. I actually was a WCW fan. Mm, that's actually how I got my start, too. <laughs> and in recent times, I've become a host of a certain little show called the Black Lions Airspace. And I actually got my start in uh, wrestling podcasting vocally by way of our friend Mags. Yeah, Mags is a pretty cool guy. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us about your show then, man. Okay, it came about because I was actually a guest on a certain Visionaries Network show called The Mad Attack, which featured our little pal from Australia, Josh, yeah. who actually does a reverb with yes. uh, Kevin. <laughs> so, on the road to that show... A certain Graham Bagshaw, who actually hosts a Good Cop, Bad Cop with Matt, said, Oh, you actually could do this thing. It's not a trouble. You actually can do it. My five-year-old son can do it. Why not you? I said, <laughs> Graham, I'm kind of skeptical a little bit. But I actually thought about it, and on the road to uh, Mags, I said, Yeah, I can do this. I don't need seven months. I can do it. And I actually jokingly said this to him on, uh, what was it, Wednesday. I said, Graham, if, even if I had a month, I actually would have actually done Black Lions Airspace regardless. Nice. Uh, and it's been a hell of a ride since. <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, my God. Po- Podcasting's been, crazy. It is. And I actually have about like 25 episodes recorded <laughs> as of this recording with you guys. Man. Jeez. That's quite a backlog. <laughs> yes, it is. And plus, I'm trying to even get that backlog onto YouTube. Fair enough. Yeah. That YouTube, uh, YouTube uploading can be super annoying. Let me tell you that from experience. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. I'm trying to go through the channels to get in on. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's break down into this whole madness that we call the the week in wrestling here, Mm man. Um, So we're playing a bit bit of catch up here. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's go all the way back to last Saturday, Uh, and I want to I want to get a little bit of your thoughts here on uh, the AEW uh, fight for the Fallen show. Just general thoughts, general opinions. We'll, We'll we'll chat about that for a minute. Okay. So so what did you think of the show? <laughs> oh, AEW in general, it was a very good show. I just had to mute it because one, uh, Jim Ross was on commentary, and he sounds like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh. And, See, the, the and thing I, with Jim Ross, it sounds like he doesn't want to be there. or, or that Exactly. He, or that he kind of, like, didn't do his homework or something. Jim Ross is at his best when he goes to WWE. He knows everybody there. He knows his history and everything else. 
so he can fit right there. Mm -hmm. When it comes to something like New Japan or AEW, he doesn't know the talent from left to right. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And I think that kind of shown uh, or shined through in a lot of his commentary that night. So I, I totally understand you uh, muting it for sure. Oh, I was listening to Grand Theft Auto Vice City music all night long. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I remember you saying that. <laughs> yeah, it was you, me, and Wolf, I believe. We all just muted in and said, fuck this shit, we're done. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, I was, uh, you know, uh, Mrs. Headlock Talk was in the, the room. She was watching TV, and I was watching Fight for the Fallen on my phone. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so, you know, uh, you know, she had the audio going, but I was watching it just on my phone. I was fortunate enough... <clears throat> Yeah, you know, I, I really enjoyed the matches in particular with uh, SCU mm. and the Lucha Bros. They had a, a pretty a pretty decent match, and then um, you know Kenny Omega versus Shima, obviously. Oh yeah. Oh man, I really love that Lucha Brothers versus uh, SCU match. What do you think about them actually facing the Bucks in a ladder match in a few weeks for the AAA titles? I would believe so. Uh, I think it's a really good matchup. Um, now, I'll be honest. I I think the last time I saw the Bucks in a ladder match was when they faced the Hardys in a, in a ladder match. Um, I think it was, that was on WrestleMania weekend a few years back before they made their surprise return um, at WrestleMania. I think that was the last ladder match that I saw them at, um, and it was oh. it was a fine match, right? Um, I expect a lot out of the Lucha Bros because they're they're crazy oh, without yeah. ladders. Yeah, <laughs> so I've never <laughs> seen them uh, in a ladder match before, so this will be the first time for me—a nice little treat. Plus, it's AEW's first ladder match, so that's going to be cool. Right on. The last time I saw the Bucks in a ladder match, uh, my fiance and I went to final battle last year, and they hmm. actually lost to the Briscoes. Oh, I guess they did have that match. Mm. Uh, that yeah, yeah. No, that that definitely rings a bell to me for sure. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, tell me this because when I saw them in the ladder match with the Hardys, it was it was pretty solid. I mean, what what do you think of them being in ladder matches, man? The Bucks in general in a ladder match. Yeah. Oh, those two those two dudes go balls to the wall. They, you think they're crazy shit when they don't have ladders? <laughs> yeah, oh, seriously. Man. Well, and that's that's the kind of how I feel about the Lucha Bros with ladders. Like, okay, they're already insane. Like, they've got the the really cool Lucha moves, you know, uh, all the the awesome tandem offense. I'm looking forward to that alone. Uh, but add some ladders in there. That's gonna be awesome, man. If I if I get a crazy Rana off the off the top peg of the ladder, I'll be happy. Oh jeez, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I want, really. I hear you. I'm really curious to see what the Lucha Brothers actually do in a ladder match. I've never seen them do that. Uh, I haven't either. Um, have they do, before? I, I I don't know. I'll have to research. I don't it, think you know? so. Um, I don't think. Do you do you think the the Lucha Bros would come away with the window for all out? <sighs> Can the Lucha Brothers actually retain? I would believe so. And also, it would actually pave way for the AEW tag team titles slot a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And and I think, um, well, they the Lucha Bros did have that. Uh, it was a tables, ladders, and chairs match with LAX for Impact. I do remember that. Uh, oh. Quite the same thing, though. 
I mean, yeah, it's not quite, but I mean, it's still like a ladder match concept, right? Yeah, like you still yeah. got to climb a ladder. There, yeah, you know, get yeah. it get it propped up. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I really, really want the Lucha Bros to go over in that match because if if the Young Bucks win, then I'm gonna feel like you know they're they're booking themselves to win. You know what I well, mean? Well, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we talk about WWE and the, the problems they have with building stars and star power and everything like that. Mm. Uh, I think Lucha Bros have to win this uh, in terms of just, you know, keeping their run going. Because they, they've had some good spots in AEW, and they're, and they're starting to get huge pops from the crowd. And uh, I think they should win this mat, ladder match to keep that momentum going. Mm-hmm. I agree wholehearted. Yeah. What about uh, what about Kenny versus Shima? I, I feel like Kenny watched G one like right before going on and and felt really inspired. And of course, Shima's going to bring it regardless, right? Yeah, these two guys they are the best at what they do, especially Kenny Omega. I can say that after seeing him live. What was it? A uh, 11 years ago when he was the champion of a little promotion that's been defunct now by the name of Jersey All Pro. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And I remember him just having that Street Fighter gimmick and then just growing from there. Mm Mm-hmm. And and I feel like the, the match was really good quality between Kenny and Shima. I mean, definitely, I definitely feel like that could have main evented definitely over the Rhodes Brothers and um, the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though that match went really, really long, I think it was it, it was needlessly long. Yeah. Um, so Shima and Kenny should have should have main evented. Just just my opinion though. Yeah, I mean, after the last uh, like like the fifteenth meteora, I was like, all right. I mean, let's let's uh, let's keep going. Oh, I think we're talking about two different things, though. Oh, are, are we? Yeah, I really liked all that within the Kenny and, and Shima match. I don't know, man. The meteora is just it's like, oh my god, another meteora and another one. It's like, all right, yeah, it's, it's all kind right. of a it's kind of a special move of Shima's, wouldn't you think? I mean, I can yeah. see that, but it, it kind of. I put it in the same realm as uh, those tandem tag moves in uh, in the Rhodes match, the yeah. Rhodes and Lucha Bros match. It was just like it's a bit on the nose. It's like, come on, guys, you can you can get something else. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like, <clears throat> let me just say the match was fantastic. I, I'm not trying to like shit on the match or anything, but like after the 15th meteor, it's like, all right, come on, let, let's get this going, guys. You know, <laughs> it, it's just a bit much. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Um, moving right along, I mean, they um, at at the end of the show overall, and I know we're just glossing over real quick, but obviously, you guys, uh, any listeners out there, you can definitely still check out Fight for the Fallen on Bleacher Report Live. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely recommend checking it out, regardless. Um, uh, Cody did bring up uh, the whole counter programming thing at the very oh, end. Yeah. You yeah, you can't counter program us, is, is what he said. Yeah. Um, you know, stirring for the revolution to come when they hit uh, TNT this fall. Um, I mean, do you feel like WWE succeeded at all, Zachary, with um, with pairing that uh, Evolve show on WWE Network at the same time Fight for the Fallen was going on? Did you check out the Evolve show at all? 
Uh, sad to say, I could not catch the Evolve show because I do not have WWE's network, which died for me about a year ago. Oh, man. Also, also <clears throat> as far as Evolve, I actually have a, another network that they are on called the WWN, which is a World Wrestling Network. Yep. I was hoping that they were already have it up, but I was checking earlier today. It's not even on. I think it might be a network exclusive. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, WWE wouldn't put it on there if they didn't get some kind of rights, I'm sure. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, I mean, it was a. The Evolve show was fairly good, too. I mean, it had Matt Riddle versus Drew Gulak, um, which mm. was a spectacular match. Um, so, um,. If you ever wanted to reactivate that account, I mean, feel free. Um, yeah, I think it's only... I think they're only charging 99 cents for the first three months. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's not bad. That might be better than paying $30 for three months. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, so, so, yeah. I mean, the Evolve show was, was fine. I definitely probably preferred the Fight for the Fallen show overall. Yeah, I definitely dug Fight for the Fallen a lot. I didn't catch... I, I mean, other than, like, small clips and stuff, I didn't catch the Evolve show. Um, but really, it's just... With the amount of star power that, that was on the card for Fight for the Fallen, there was really there was really no way they were going to counter it, mm, honestly. Mm. <laughs> so what do you think about WWE trying to do another run-in with AEW? What was it? Uh, late August? With NXT... Mm actually having a show against uh, All Out. Right. Um, I mean, they've got that NXT TakeOver UK Cardiff show. Mm-hmm. Um, the recent tapings have revealed who Valter's opponent is going to be for Cardiff. Um, I won't spoil it. You can spoil it for yourselves if you want to. Um, but I will say it does look like it's a very good looking match coming mm-hmm. up. So I'm all about it. Um, it's I mean, I would imagine that, um, and I could be completely wrong here, with the timing of everything, that show is probably going to be more competing against the New Japan, uh, what is it called, the King's Quest mm. uh, show? I, I want to say Oh, the show in London, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so they'll have, those will be going on at probably about the same time, uh, and with Fight for the, not Fight for the Fallen, with All Out, rather probably coming on later in the evening Mm -hmm. um but who knows i mean it it could be some counter programming um they say that that wasn't intentional but i i have my skepticism about it i highly doubt that i mean (laughs) you know we know wwe and we know aew and they're taking shots at each other it's disgusting (laughs) <laughs> well, I will say this. If they are going to, you know, if they want to stand a chance, they better line up that NXT UK card pretty heavily because you've got Moxley versus Omega. They've got Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks in a ladder match. And then you've got Adam Page versus Chris Jericho for the inaugural championship. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, Sean Spears versus Cody. That's going on. Um, you've got this whole tag team uh, title tournament uh, going on in the background. There's a lot. Uh, <laughs> They're coming out yeah. heavy hitting. I, I am pretty intrigued to see what New Japan decides to do about this um, uh, 
about their card, their show, uh, same day. So, <laughs> and that's my birthday weekend. So, oh man, that's a stack oh. weekend. Yeah, go figure, right? <laughs> Jeez. Um, so I take it you didn't watch Extreme Rules then? I did see some of it. Okay, but I actually had to catch up uh, by way of one Mister File Original. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really had to. Because I was going on with a certain Bagshaw family of the uh, Visionaries Network. So I said, okay, if I'm not able to completely watch this show, I'll, I trust Fowl, so mm. let me watch along with him. Mm. Yeah, Fowl's uh, always very, very good at reporting all of that, for sure. And and, and I, I like where his his mindset is at. He's always true to uh, uh, true to his own, for sure. Um, yes, he is. So... Undertaker had a better showing than what he did against Goldberg. Mm-hmm. I think that's fairly obvious. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The, the show overall was fine, right? Yeah. Um, it wasn't a, an awful show un, until the end. Until what, the end, yeah. what, what, what do you think about that Brock Lesnar cash-in, man? Oh, boy. Brock Lesnar cashing in on Seth Rollins. I, I thought it was stupid <laughs> in the stupid in the sense that if Brock Lesnar is supposed to be a villain or as we would technologically call it a heel, yeah, go after the guy that's got the biggest momentum right now, and that's Kofi Kingston, who mm. supposedly is injured. Mm-hmm. That would have got the crowd so white hot mm-hmm. but I understood why they actually went for Seth in particular to further this man couple storyline mm-hmm. which I'm so against yeah pretty <laughs> much everyone is <laughs> from what I can tell yeah I mean it, it would have been better for sure if he cashed in on Kofi um, I, I just am just super not a fan of Brock so there's really almost nothing they can do with him that will make me happy with him because I would just rather him not be there at all um, a, a small part of me is happy that there was a successful cash-in that's cool because mm-hmm. uh, you know there, there's there been in the past where the, the briefcase kind of just you know disappears and, and then they kind of forget about it so it is kind of cool that they are you know going with the storyline and actually finishing it out but at the same time, it's like, okay, you're putting a crappy end cap on a lackluster title reign, and and now Brock Lesnar's back, too. So it's just like, why would you go down that route, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I hear you. It, it's, just, it's just very strange to me, just because it, it, like, ruined Extreme Rules for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that I, is horrible. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be so hard on it like that, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's the biggest thing I remember, and I hate it. So, <laughs> oh, you think that's crazy? Go into the next night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and I'm okay with them doing. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely fine with them doing this, this ten man battle royal. Did, did you catch that the next night? Oh, I blacked out. I had to trust our buddy uh, Conrad for that. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, Conrad co- covered it very well too. Um, the uh, the ten man battle roll was was fine. 
right? I mean, they they tried to build it as like this all star, you know, battle royal, uh, which I mean, it kind of was, mm-hmm. right? Um, but uh, they did tease a little bit, and I I did like this. They did tease Randy Orton nearly being the guy to go and face Lesnar at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. And I really would have liked that story as a throwback to a few years ago when Brock was, like, on top of Randy and, like, hitting him with the elbows to the head and, like, busting Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Uh, That was some crazy stuff. Um, I, I would have liked that as a throwback to it, but I do get why they they went with Rollins. It's a rematch for SummerSlam. They want to make Rollins their guy for that match. Mm. That's fine. Cool. Whatever. That should have been a year ago. (laughs) Uh, That is true. Um, That's absolutely true. Yeah. Bunch of missed opportunities. Yeah. But you know what? Let's change gears a little bit here. Have you been watching the G1 this week? Of course. So... So, what have been some of your favorite matches over the course? Like, like, give give us kind of just your thoughts on on G one and what you've liked, what you don't, li- what you haven't liked, so on and so. Oh my, oh my God, G one! It's been a roller coasters of Oz all week long. Yano is picking up some crazy wins, and one in particular pissed off a little switch babe. She's not quite so happy about that. Mm-hmm. But as far but as far as I'm concerned, I think Jay White should have won that match. Mm-hmm. But I understand Yano is a foil. He's always been the guy that you would think, oh, he's gonna lose. Nope. Somebody will come up out of nowhere and lose. And he's actually beaten White and now Naito. Respectively, it's kind of weird. As far as the rest of the shows are concerned, I would say people should go out their way to actually watch. And the rankings overall, my mouth is still on the floor. John Moxley, as of this recording, is the leader of B Block. Mm -hmm. And Kenta and Okada, they're tied. They are tied at eight points in A block. Yeah, which is super surprising. Like I knew that they wanted to get uh, Kenta over pretty strong going, like going from the start, but now he's got um, a win over Kota Ibushi, a win over um, Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Yeah, and, and you know he he beat um, uh, he beat Hoyt the other night, didn't he? I believe so. I think he's beaten every single man that he's actually been put in the ring with thus far. Yeah. Which, that's crazy. And then you've got Moxley on B block. Which, you knew Moxley was going to be good, and he was going to do very well, just because he's, you know, the talk of the town right now. But he's all the way up there. He's all the way up there. I would have thought he'd lose a match by now. Me too. I thought he probably would have actually lost against. Uh, okay, who's he's faced so far? Mox. I thought he probably would have lost to Ishii. Yeah, yeah, I definitely could have seen that. Well, that match was like 
so what's really really awesome about G1 is like there's been at least two or three like spectacular matches every night mm-hmm. um, and that match was awesome like it for for a brawl um, that that was one of the better brawls that I've ever seen anywhere uh, Ishii, what did you think of the frog splash oh through the table yeah I thought that was awesome like <laughs> like Ishii's like form was perfect uh, for, for that dive and I yeah I, I just absolutely loved that match um, and the more so that like what's the best way of, of like explaining this like every everything that New Japan's done so far in G1 like it's little bitty things with all these like nice little intricate stories like weaving in through the tournament but every match also has like a different feel, a different vibe. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, you know what you would expect out of uh, out of uh, Okada Osprey, for example, right? Like that's going to be, yeah. you know, that's going to be like technical mastery, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you're not going to get like this masterpiece of a match, you know, um, of, of of I guess the same variety when you have Moxley and Ishii. Like that's going to be an ugly pull apart fight. Yeah, like I always like uh, when I watch Volter, for example, I compare Volter's matches like to like wow, that's like a fight. Like mm-hmm. that's a guy who's like actually fighting people. Um, this had the same kind of feel for me. Ooh, Walter could make me cry. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of men out there that Walter couldn't make cry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, God, I remember seeing him in uh, GCW's Bloodsport last year, which I think Matt Riddle was actually running. Mm-hmm. I saw Walter and I said, holy shit, this dude's tall. Not only is he <laughs> tall, but he's beating the living hell out of whoever he was fighting. Oh, yeah. He's massive, too. Yes. He's a, he's a massive, <laughs> massive man. Oh, God. If you guys don't know this. I'm an empath, and just talking about it, I can feel my soul being cut in half. <laughs> just from the Walter talks right now. <laughs> Did you? Uh, so, I know that there was so many good matches. Can you give me like a top three of what you really liked the most from G1 this whole week? Ooh, okay. I would say. Uh, Okada versus Osprey. That's definitely number one. One yep. of the best matches of the year. Yeah. I was saying this to uh, Switch Babe. I said, yeah, we cannot deny that Osprey should actually be New Japan Wrestler of the Year. He's been banging out all these matches mm-hmm. that everybody are saying are critically acclaimed, and I could not deny it. Yeah. No, I I don't disagree. I I think he's definitely one of the best in the world. Um, you know, he's in, you know, good company with, you know, the the Garganos and the Okadas Omegas. and the Omegas of the world. Yeah, for sure. You know, um he's definitely right up there with them. Yeah, I mean, the first time I saw uh Osprey, I can't remember specifically where it was. It was some some random New Japan show. Um, but I instantly became a fan of him and he, Still to this day, he's probably my favorite guy in New Japan. But the thing about Osprey is, ever since I've been watching him for the past year or so, he just keeps getting better. Like, every single match just gets better and better. And, you know, he's, he's putting on weight, 
got a little bit more striking moves going in now, and yeah, Osprey is amazing. Oh, if I could recommend a match to you, you should actually sit through Osprey versus Okada that really got him into chaos mm. from Rough Pro. That was so good. I remember watching it because I didn't actually have uh, New Japan World at the time. A friend of mine let me use his account, and I watched it, and I said, holy shit, this guy is great. Mm -hmm. Yes. And lo and behold, not even a year later, Okada, I think, who was still the IWGP champion at that time, actually brought Osprey out, and I said, holy shit, he's in New Japan. (laughs) All right. Yeah. No, for sure, man. Like, New Japan is, like, I know people... You know, us included, we talk about how loaded WWE's roster is. Mm-hmm. Let's take a moment to like applaud New Japan for how loaded their roster is to be putting on this much talent in the G1. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the the inclusions of Moxley and Kinda have been fantastic, and Cobb, and Cobb. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, he's on loan from from Ring of Honor, obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, regardless. You know, you thought that Kenny leaving would have been a huge blow. I think this is one of the most competitive fields that New, that New Japan has had for the G1 in quite some time, mm. even last year compared to. Mm-hmm. I would say that Cobb versus Ishii, that's like a number two for me. Mm. I remember being highly, into t- highly anticipating that match, and I said, Oh my god, these two are actually doing what I believe they will do. Mm-hmm. They were brawling from start to finish. It was Clash of the Hosses. I yes. knew it right away. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites from G1. I, I, I love a good Hoss fight, yeah. for sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, and that's exactly what they brought. It was a, a big fight feel uh, between those two. Um and, and and Ishii, he's just a workhorse. He can he can work with anybody that he wants to. Yeah, like no problems at all, right? Um, you know, so uh, yeah, Ishii, he's another one of those who's up there in the best of the world right now because he can literally put on. He can't put on a bad match. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Oh, he never has. And I've been watching New Japan as its own product. I think five straight years now. Wow. I actually seen him as the actual never open weight champion and every single time that I saw him fight, I said, Yeah, this is the you gotta kill me match. <laughs> every, every single match he had with the Naitos, the um the Shibatas, the Godos, I'm saying to myself, Oh my god, how's this man not the heavyweight champion? And Amy from uh Dragon's Den she actually made a post on Twitter, I think, yesterday. And it reminded me that I actually gave New Japan like a five-year gap to make Ishii the champion. Yeah, They have not come through. They have not come through on that or even made him an IC champion thus far. They really do. Like, one of these years, they really do need to, like, get him to win the G1 or, or at least have an IWGP title run, he certainly deserves that much. Oh, yeah. I agree. Okay, and my final top match of the G1 thus far, I say Kenta versus Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick. Yeah. I, it's Clash of the Aces. 
Yeah, I, I didn't anticipate Tanahashi taking the L in that one, mm-hmm. right? Like, Me I, neither. I, I thought that Kenta was going to look really strong. He was going to get a, a good showing out, but that was about all it was going to be. You you know, this was going to be Tanahashi still, you know, I'm the ace, you know, uh, you know, doing his ace things, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. For lack of a better word. Um but man, Kenta, he he I knew that he needed to look strong and they've made him look very, very, very strong. Oh yeah, absolutely. But that that match still is a perfect example of, you know, the loser looking very strong. You know, Tanahashi yeah. looked great in that match. Yeah. But what did you think of uh Tanahashi not shaking Kenta's hand after? Um that is really curious. I don't know if that's simply because he's just not um, like accepting Kenta, um, or or what the deal is. I mean, you did have that moment um, after Okada and Osprey's tag match where they didn't shake hands either, mm. right? And they're they're chaos they're chaos stable mates, right? But I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some kind of story out of this. I would like to see uh, more of Tanahashi versus Kenta. That's oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh man, if that ever happens, my jaw will just be on the floor. <laughs> but speaking of being on the floor, I cannot believe the run that uh, New Japan's given him thus far. Uh, Kent- I thought he Kentos? was too good, but not like this good. Kenta's run? Yeah. 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 I'm I'm very surprised, but I'm I'm also I also really like that they've done that because he really needed that for mm. his own self, uh for his confidence, you know, and for everybody else to be like, "Hey, yeah, he really is that good. He he belongs, you know, in the upper echelon. He just needed that chance to prove it." Right? right? Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, G1's been absolutely spectacular. I, I'm, I've, I can't say that. Um, I mean, I could say, I could say it's probably as good as what it was last year so far. Maybe even a, maybe even slightly better. Um, are there any clear cut winners who you see? Like now that you've seen the first few nights, I mean, is there anybody who jumps out? Or any stories that you see that jumps out right away uh, for you as like, okay, this is what's going to happen the rest of the G1? Or has it just been like so unpredictable it's you know hard to fathom? Oh, man. I've actually talked to you about this, Tanner, on Twitter. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we're both kind of reevaluating who possibly could win A block right now. Yeah. I'm in awe, and I would shit my pants if Kenta somehow, some way, actually wins the A block when the Azan favorite is uh, Ibushi. Yeah, I, I I had Ibushi winning the whole thing, and now I'm starting to have some second guesses. I still want him to win the whole thing, but you know it's uh it, it's you know there's still so many things to left to be seen. Yeah, I'm still sticking with Osprey. Really? You're yeah. sticking with Oscar? Yeah. He's. Oh, I hope he actually picks up the Wednesday. Yeah, he he's got a lot of catching up. 
but he can do it. I mean, he 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 he'll. I think Osprey will have a very good showing. I think he's still mm-hmm. maybe another year or two out. He mm-hmm. needs to pack on some more pounds, and I would say change up his style to be a little bit more safe for him. Yeah, maybe a little bit more technical based. Uh, maybe take up some some pointers from uh, from Okada himself. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I it ran through my mind last night, and I'm not gonna lie, and, and I, I I really do think that there is a very real possibility that Okada could win the G1 and be the first champion to ever win G1, mm-hmm. and then he picks Osprey. Mm. You really think so? I think it's a very real possibility, and that Wrestle Kingdom would be headlined by Okada Osprey, and Osprey finally gets the win. Oh wow! That'd be amazing. I see it now. It it crossed my mind last night because they kept saying like, you know, all these matches that Osprey and Okada have had. You know, Osprey has has always been able to prove that he's on Okada's level, but he just hasn't gotten the win yet. Yeah. Right. And I don't know. It's going to happen one of these days. Um, You know, you never really have had the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion uh, go over or beat the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. That's never been a possibility. Mm. But, uh, you know, like I said, Osprey's already gained a lot of weight this year. He's edging towards probably gaining more, I'm sure, building more muscle mass. I think it's a very real possibility that maybe with a few simple style changes, yeah, he could definitely be IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Mm. Wait. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Mm. Okay, uh, Finn Balor was Prince Devin, and uh, before he left for WWE, he fought in the G1, and I believe he got an actual win over Okada in the G1. Really? If my memory serves me right, I believe Devin actually pinned Okada. See, I'm trusting your fandom here because my New Japan knowledge doesn't go back that far. Yeah, because I remember you guys actually touching on this a little bit that a junior has never pinned the heavy. So I'm trying to remember. I believe that Devin actually did pin Okada, but he never actually beat him for the title. It was only like the two points in the G one. Oh, okay, I see. Yes, no, the 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 um, I guess maybe to clarify, the current reigning IWGP Junior Champion has never beaten the current reigning IWGP Heavyweight Champion. I think that's the that, truth. I think that's where I, th- I think that's where maybe we got the mix up. But uh, now that you say that, I definitely need to go and rewatch some older New Japan and find this Prince Devitt. Okada match because that sounds amazing. Oh, they actually fought in the G1, and I believe it was another one that they did, but it was for Okada's belt at that time. Huh. So they actually had like two matches in 2013. I think it should be easily able to be found. <laughs> well, uh, as you cannot see here, I'm Googling. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I, I want to find this match. Uh, so, are there any matches that haven't happened that you're most looking forward to? Oh, Okada versus uh, Kenna on Saturday. Yes. We need to break that tie. We need to see who actually is the undisputed leader of the A block. 
Is that you said it's on Saturday of next week? Yeah. Okay. It's on Saturday. Got it. Got it. And I believe. Uh, let's see. B Block comes back on Wednesday. Yep. So now we really have to see if Naito and uh, Jay White really get their shit together. Because <laughs> if they don't. Sad to say, one little switch baby ain't going to be quite so happy with her boo-boo bear actually losing the G1. <laughs> and we actually were talking about it on her show that we thought that he would actually win the B block and possibly even the whole entire thing. Mm. Which shocks me that uh, Gato is not having the Kiwi really go over strong. I thought he was the all-time favorite that's not... Uh, Mox or uh, who is it? Mox or yeah, or Mox. Yeah. So yeah, Wednesday show. So for B block matches, you've got uh, Juice Robinson versus uh, Toru Yano. Uh, oh boy. Yep. <laughs> you've got uh, Hir- Hiroki Goto versus Taichi, which um, I hope Goto murders Taichi. Um, I'm just I'm just so annoyed with him. I don't know, man. Uh, uh, Moxley versus Shingo Takagi, which Oof. should oh, that's be, gonna be a hot fight right there. Oh, oh it's gonna, gonna be, be so good. It's gonna be so dope. I'm so excited. That, that was one that I I, mar- I I put a star by when the schedules came out. I was like, yes, I need this absolutely. Cobb versus Jay White, and then uh, uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Tetsuya Naito. Uh, will main event on Wednesday night. That'll be a really good match too. Yeah, that's a awesome itself. <laughs> um, let's see here. Saturday, it, so G One continues Saturday. So a nice little mini break there too. Um, Kota Ibushi versus Lance Archer. Uh, will Osprey versus Bad Luck Fale. Mm-hmm. Um, Evil versus Zack Saber Junior. I hope Zack gets a win over Evil. Evil's kind of bugged me too. Um, I'm done with evil. I'm definitely done with him. <laughs> um, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Sonata. That's an interesting matchup. Yeah. Um, yeah who, who you got in that one, man? Uh, Tanahashi and Sonata. I gotta believe that we're gonna get Tanahashi back onto track. And if they actually go with Sonata, it would not be a bad choice either way. What do you think, Steven? I see Tanahashi. I'd prefer Sonata, though. Uh, I've actually... I th- I'm thinking Tanahashi takes the L on this one. I, th- I think Sonata's going to come away with the victory here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would make sense because uh, every single time that they've met, pretty much, Tanahashi has had Sonata's number. If my memory serving That is true. That is true. And I hope that, uh, that it's the case this time. Maybe Sonata's learned some lessons. Um, oh, and then, of course, like you brought up earlier, this match is going to be great, too. Uh, Okada versus Kenta. That's going to be quite a match in and of itself. If Kenta gets the win over Okada, I will throw my book aside and I will put all my money on Kenta. He's going to go undefeated. <laughs> I thought about that about Moxley, too. I thought Moxley might go undefeated in B-Block, make it to the finals. Oh my God! If they actually do Kenta versus Mox as the final, oh. I said it before. I'll say it again. I'll shit my pants. <laughs> I'll shit my pants. You know, 
But at the same point in time, I'm gonna kind of be angry with New Japan from the standpoint that two guys that were on their roster were not in the final. I understand mm. that these two are very big names, mm. but somebody like a uh, Minoru Suzuki, who I felt had been duped, or uh, who who did they actually have that as, uh, as our favorite Ibushi? Yeah. Who have been on the roster for years? Yeah, that's not fair. Well, is is Kenta's status all that clear? I I, I feel like he, like he belongs there long term in New Japan. Obviously, Moxley's. I mean, as much as I would want him to stay in New Japan full time, he's obviously going to be in AEW. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, um, October they're going to rack him up. Yep. Yep. And and then that that's it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm but sure, to, I'm sure his contracts like Kenny's, where he can still go and work New Japan whenever he wants. Yeah, you know. But who knows? Okay, Kenta's contractual status. Let's see. I don't know if they actually said it completely that he's really signed with them. I don't think so. I think he's like a Suzuki in the sense that he's a freelancer, so he could go wherever he wants. Mm-hmm. That makes so, sense. I'd still be in awe if he actually was to come out the winner of the G1, but then I would actually shit on uh, New Japan for that decision in the sense that, okay, you did this for Kenta. Don't get me wrong, I'm a Kenta fan to death. But Suzuki, why didn't you give him the G1 umpteen years ago mm. for the same reasons? Yeah, I could definitely see that, especially with Kenta not being you know necessarily full-time on the roster, it, it would kind of look a little weird, especially if it is uh, Kenta Moxley in the final, because then it's just like, okay, we have a full New Japan G1 tournament, but neither of the guys that are in the finals are, are technically in New Japan, you know? They would call what we Americans or uh, non-Japanese would say gaijins, outsiders. Mm, yes, yeah. Well, I mean, it's similar to Lesnar coming in and getting the title. He's. I mean, oh, I wouldn't consider him actually in WWE because he like comes on every now and then, you know, and doesn't really yeah. do anything ever. Uh, <laughs> I'm so. still pissed with that company about that decision. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and then Sunday, next Sunday, we also have Hiroki Goto, Toru Yano, uh, in a B block matchup. Juice Robinson, <laughs> <laughs> Juice Robinson versus uh, Ishii, uh, Jeff Cobb versus Taichi again. If Taichi makes it out alive, uh, <laughs> uh, Shingo Takagi versus Jay White. That's gonna be a tough one. That's gonna be a tough one. Um, well, yeah, both guys need the win. Absolutely. Yeah. And then another, just another hoss fight here. Uh, Tetsuya Naito versus John Moxley. That's going to be crazy. So, oh. so yeah, New Japan really bringing the fire right now. Oh, yeah. Um, speaking of bringing the fire, you know what always puts fire out? What's that? Water. Oh. You know. <laughs> All right! <laughs> <laughs> so, I think Zach knows what's coming. Yes, I think he does, yep. too. I uh, So I've got... Uh, an extra snorkel for you here, Zachary. Um, you know, yeah, if, if you need. Right. Um, uh, I've got my 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 flippy floppies. Uh huh. Right. 
Um, didn't bring my wetsuit this week. No wetsuit. No, yeah, no wetsuit. I think I might go nude, though. Oh. Uh, ah! Oh, skinny dipping this <laughs> yeah. time. You know, I, I want to be one with the fishes. Mm. Oh, Tanner, you should go with the missus in. <laughs> so, this can only mean one thing. It's time Ooh. for If Wishes Were Fishes. <laughs> <laughs> First time. This bolt is my favorite part of this show. <laughs> well, if you have not ever uh, listened to Headlock Talk before, uh, we do a little thing here at the end of our shows called If Wishes Were Fishes, um, where we each take turns making wishes, and of course, the others grade that wish in terms of fishes. Of course, yeah. That's the that's the natural that's, thing to that's, do. That's that's the the pinpoint logic here. Oh man, that's a good idea. Here's a bunch of fish. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Zachary, you know how to play uh, as you're an avid listener, and I appreciate you listening. Of course, um, let's. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. If wishes were fishes. Kenta would be probably a new ace of New Japan. Mm. Wow. Mm. <laughs> That's a pretty big wish, man. That is a big wish. So, so is, is there a particular like path he, he needs to go to become the new ace? I think so far, Tanner, you and, you and I touched upon this yesterday. Okay. In a little... It's by way of his wins in the G1. I believe there are kind of hinting at it a little bit mm. Mm. because he's beaten pretty much every single person that he has to beat except for Okada and if he actually beats Okada I gotta believe that maybe he's really on that path even more mm. yeah I mean if, if he wins versus Okada that's uh it's gonna be pretty telling for sure plus uh, Tanahashi, he seems to be wrapping up a little bit. So, if anybody could take his place as one of the New Japan top four, I think Kenta would be one of those guys if they can really lock him down. For sure, yeah. I also think, uh, like Tanner said uh, earlier in the show, I think New Japan's a good home for Kenta, especially after you know hearing. You know, seeing what he's been able to do in the G1 tournament and, and the huge pops that he's getting from the New Japan crowd uh, definitely would be a good home for him, for sure. Um, yeah, so I like that wish a lot. I'm going to go ahead and give you three Harlequin Filefish. Harlequin Filefish. Yeah, they're very, uh, they're like a tie-dye kind of fish. They look very nice. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and give that wish for rockfish mm. because that's a rock solid wish. That wish oh, <laughs> nice. Yes, I really, really like that wish. Yeah. I think Kenta would be a great representative for New Japan as well, and it'd be a great comeback story for him yeah. after being through all the hell that he had gone through uh, with WWE for those many years. Yeah, so definitely want that to happen. Um. Do you like to go? Uh, sure, I'll go. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> if wishes were fishes, all right. Uh, 
Kota Ibushi would um, would go undefeated for the rest of his matches and finally get that through. Um, he he would beat Okada um, and 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 win a block. I definitely really want Ibushi to win a block. Really, really badly. Yeah. Um, I've already made my claim for Moxley. Uh, I I, th- I think he he it'd be awesome if Ibushi faced Moxley in the finals. Um, but I really want uh, Kota to uh, take a block that way, so we can have another Kinta versus Kota Ibushi match before Wrestle Kingdom. Mm. Ooh. I like Ooh, that one man. too. Yeah, and it'd be much more even because the last time that they faced each other, it was all Kenta. Mm-hmm. Imagine what a match with both men going and giving it their all yeah. would have. I, that's what I want to see. Oh yeah. So I want uh, my wishes for Kota Ibushi to win a block, and fingers crossed, win the finals. Oh, okay. That is a strong, strong wish. Yes, it is. <laughs> and if he was to actually win it, that would be like a trumpet going off. So I'll give you like four uh, <clears throat> trumpet fish for just that alone. That would be like the king's welcome. Yeah, I like that. Good segue too, Zach. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> pal. No, that that would definitely be really cool, uh, especially seeing Obushi Moxley would be really really cool. Um, so one one might call it a beautiful wish. Uh, so for that, I'm going to give you a beautiful fish to go along with it, and that is going to be four elegant fire gobies, a fan favorite here. Yeah, gobi. yeah, you've you've given out these fire gobies before. It's a beautiful fish, man. Yeah. It's almost got like a horn. <laughs> Or something. I don't know. It's yeah. nice. T- take a look at that. That's a that's a pretty nice looking fish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, for my first wish, Steven. Yes. If wishes were fishes, uh, WWE takes a a page out of New Japan's playbook, and whether they start the King of the Ring tournament again or come up with some other tournament, uh, if wishes were fishes, WWE starts a month long tournament. Uh, kicking off at Survivor Series. Hmm. Yeah. Like it starts uh, at Survivor Series? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, so there would be maybe like one or two matches of the tournament at Survivor Series. And then And then continue on uh, probably on the, the network throughout the month. Very, very interesting. Yeah. See, uh, I, I would really like that just because, you know, WWE has so much crazy talent and they can put a lot of the talent that they're not currently using in storylines in the tournament to get them a little bit more eyes on them. Mm. I I can definitely see that happening. You know, uh, and they definitely should. Mm. I'd cry. <laughs> I'd cry tears of joy. Dude, me too. <laughs> me too. Um... I do like that wish, and I really, and I know we've we've probably made similar wishes like this before, but mm-hmm. it goes without saying it's it's an important wish because now more than any other time they really need to get their act together and get this talent going. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, for that, um, I would actually give that. Uh, uh, three blue marlins. Ooh. The blue marlin is actually the larger of the marlin family. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you can you can clearly tell this here in the in, in the picture. You know, if that's, you, a, that's a large marlin. Yeah, it's a big big ass fish. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, Google like 
uh, white marlin versus blue marlin. Mm. Blue marlin is at least twice the size. Fair enough. Yeah, um, you know, and it's a uh, it's a very aggressive, sleek looking fish too. Gotcha. That's a very um, uh, that's a very aggressive wish, Stephen. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's beautiful. What, that what do you think, Zachary? That is a solid wish. Oh, I could not. That is stone cold. I, I love it so much that I'll give you four rock hinds. Oh, man. What was the fish? That, rock hinds. Ooh. Sounds pretty. That is solid. That is concrete. As uh, Paul from Badlands would say, solid. In sto- it's set in stone. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can't really get more solid than that. So, way to go, Steve. Uh, WWE would do that, I'd cry to the joy, but I question if the evil empire would ever do that. (laughs) What do you got for your second wish, Zach? Okay, if fishes were wishes. Ooh, let's see. New Japan and Noah would actually get in bed both with AEW. Mm, both? Both of them. Wow. Both of them would come together in a mutual agreement with each other and AEW for talent exchange because you can't have the same guys all the time. It would make all products a little bit more exciting to me. And I pay top dollar for them. Yeah, I mean, that would be very, uh, very unique as well, because I've actually been out of the, no- the pro wrestling Noah kind of circuit for a while now. So, I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm a bit out of the loop on them, but I'm all for discovering new talents and finding out about new people and then going back and, and watching their stuff. So I have, uh, yeah, I think that would be great uh, if they could join up ranks. Um, it, that Noah might be more achievable at this point for AEW than New Japan would as, in, in, as far as partnerships go. So I can mm-hmm. definitely see that. I hear you. Uh, so, Especially with Kenta being involved. Right. Well, and that was kind of the surprising thing was like, you know, he didn't go back to Noah. He went to New Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Like, very, very interesting. Um, let me see here. Fishes, fishes, fishes. So many. I know. There's, well, one could say there's there's um, vast oceans of fishes. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see here. I want to find something from this from the Pacific, specifically, but <laughs> I, I I I don't have the right charts. I, I, um, I want a Pacific fish, uh, specifically. A, a Pacific fish, specifically. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, let me see here. Ooh, this is a good-looking fish. I, I'll, I'm going to give that wish five yellowfin tunas, um, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a very nice-looking fish, and obviously tuna is very good for you. Uh, and I think that a partnership of that would be very good for all parties involved. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm definitely down for it just because I'm not super familiar with Noah. 
but I am getting more into New Japan now, and so like you said, uh, you know, always down to discover new people for sure. Um, in terms of fish, man, I've given all of my my cool ones away. <laughs> uh, Don't give them any more fire gobies. Like that's <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I really like that wish. If I'm lying, I'm dying. And for that, I'm going to give you four long-nosed butterfly fish. Whoa. It's a weird segue, but uh, long-nosed because Pinocchio. (laughs) So you're welcome. (laughs) Thank you, Steven. Yes. (laughs) Um, If wishes were fishes. um, (laughs) Let's see here. I would have uh, Sonata win next year's G1. Because mm. I feel like he would be a star maker. Or not star maker. He is a star maker right now. He's, he puts people over and makes them look really, really good every match. But it's time for Sonata to be the star. Mm. Right? Like that, we say it each and every year. Look at how awesome and how, how good Sonata's doing. Right, mm. and he came so close to winning the New Japan Cup last year, or, or this year rather. Um, I think it's time for Sonata to get that major tournament win under his belt, and whether it's G One or whether it's the New Japan Cup itself, he needs to win one of them. And I think the bigger win here for him would be the G One itself. So I hope they can ramp it up and make a make it Sonata Sonata's time. Cold Stone. Yeah, or, yeah, Cold Skull, rather. Cold School? Cold Skull. Cold Skull! Skull. S-K-U-L-L. I I said Cold Stone, but I think that's an ice cream place here in town. (laughs) (laughs) It's very good. They they used, like, frozen marble, and then, like, they put the ice cream in there. Like a rock? Yeah, like, like actual, like, marble, like... You know, like tile. Oh, okay. Like marble, and then they, you get the ice cream, and they like scoop out the ice cream. They chop it up, ah, really uh, nice. Cold stone creamery. Yes. Yeah. That's and then they put. They, you can add fixins. Yeah. So like you could get fixins. like you know um, uh, chocolate chips. I like gummy worms in my ice cream. Oh shit! Yes. Fancy. So like, my wife always is like, "That's gross. Why are you doing that?" So, but. <laughs> I like to have the gummy worms be nice and frozen and cool, so that way when I get them and I eat them in a scoop, I just let them sit in my mouth for a while until they're gummy again. Oh, fair enough. See, this guy's got got it down to a science. It it extends treat time (laughs) extensively. (laughs) It extends treat time. I like that. Yes. No, that definitely be that. That's definitely a good wish. I really enjoyed the the match with uh, I think it was Night One, uh, Sonata and Zack Saber Jr. It's a really really solid match. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and give you four and a half Rock Bass. Ah, Rock for, Bass for another solid matchup. Okay, I can take no. that. Zachary, what do you think, man? Oh, that is such a great wish. I'm gonna go with four of those uh, firefish that uh, Stephen was actually using. Ooh, those fire gobies! The fire gobies! Oh snap! Fire gobies! Ooh. You, you found a loophole uh, there. <laughs> uh, 
I'm on fire right now. Oh my god, that would drive me crazy. So not actually winning the G1 or a, or New Japan Cup next year. That, no, that, absolutely, man. <laughs> that, oh I, I, I think it needs to be time. I've been saying that he should have been a world's champion by now because I had seen him in TNA and I said, "Yeah, you're world's champion material." I think they should never put him with evil. That's just me. But I understand you got to build somebody up. So they did a great job. Yes. All right. And uh, for my last wish, uh, I'm just going to... This isn't really like a a prediction necessarily. um, But I would love to see Osprey and Moxley in the G1 finals. Hmm. Yeah. Woo! That that that's just like, honestly, it's just a dream match. Uh, I remember when uh, a few episodes back, or several episodes back, when we were talking about uh, at the time Dean Ambrose uh, leaving WWE, we were talking about some dream matches to to see him in, and one of them was Dean Ambrose versus Will Ospreay. And now we are closer than we have ever been to getting that match, and I would I would die if I saw it. It'd be awesome. Oh, shit. Oh, man. I'm really trying to come up with this for that wish. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make it Ooh. easy. Mox versus Osprey in the G1 finals this year. Oh, my God. Hmm. Like I said with a, an earlier wish, how can you not hear trumpets blurring at that? Right. So th- that's got to be like five trumpets right there. Ooh, he's giving the full five. Full five trumpets. That, that's got that's, that's to be the king's welcome for Will Ospreay to graduate from junior to heavy. Oh, yeah. Just like that. <laughs> so congratulations, Stephen. You got five from me. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. I'll take my fish. Because in the G1 finals, that is truly where kings are made. Mm. I believe... Probably for me, if it was down to it, and you're probably not going to like my response, but I think Moxley would go over in that one, and it, you would it would set up Moxley as North American champ versus Okada as mm-hmm. IWGP champ. I, I know I don't would, want to, but I definitely agree with you. They would have to work things out with AEW. Hey, right. can he come back and do the you know the Wrestle Kingdom? But Regardless, a king would be made in that match, yeah. and for that, I'll give you si- uh, six king mackerel. Oh snap! Whoa. Six king mackerel. Breaking the fish scale? No, I mean you can give any number of fish. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I think that's oh. the most fish I've ever gotten for one wish. You might be right, oh. <laughs> man. Well, thank you guys. I'll be eating good for a week. Yes. <laughs> Got all these that's fish great. now. That's 11 fish right there. Right. Hey, I'll take them. I will take them. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Zachary, where can everyone find you and your awesome show? Okay. My baby, my pride and joy, the Black Lions airspace can be found on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Pods, I believe also... YouTube, but I really got to start getting my stuff on today. 
Facts. I, I hear you. We're, we're trying to rework our YouTubing as well, my yeah. friend. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, you got a, got Twitter, Facebook, anything like that for you or the show? Oh, yes. You can find me, dear ladies and gentlemen, at Z-A-C-S-H-I-130 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Fantastic, sir. And as always, listeners, it's been a pleasure having you. Um, you know, you can always find more Headlock Talk. Just head on over to our Twitter page at Headlock Talk. Uh, we've got a link tree where you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, 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 Podbean, and Google Play mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, so check us out there. Um, you can also uh, hit us up uh, on Twitter just to say hello or drop a line or you know just interact with the wrestling community. Mm-hmm. It's been a long week for for me personally on the Twitters, uh, but I feel a little bit more liberated. I've, I've we've bro- broken a few chains. Yeah, we've broken a few chains, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm really happy that uh, we're we're kind of getting things back in pace here. Um, of course, for business inquiries, if you if you like our beautiful voices today, um, you don't have to like them. You can love them, too. It's true. <laughs> if you love our beautiful voices, you can uh, hit us up, headlocktalk at gmail.com, and we would love to do business with you. Yes. Um, so, uh, am I forgetting anything else, Stephen? I think you got all the plugs, man. Yeah. I, I think you did. If you're looking for us, just Google Headlock Talk, yeah. and, and we'll, we'll be the first link, first, and, first or second Probably even third link. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't Googled us in a while. Somewhere. We're in there. We're there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's not too many other headlock talks out there. I think it's just us. No, the the only other headlock talk I know of is a YouTube series about um, MMA grappling. I don't and I've seen that one and mm-hmm. I don't even think that's headlock talk. I think that's oh, like not? I think that's just like the title of like He's talking about headlocks or something like that. So it's a one-off episode. Yeah, we're all good then. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Perhaps. (laughs) Um, We were here first, damn it. Yes. Uh, That's the important thing. um, But for for you at home and for uh, Zachary, say goodbye to the nice people. Goodbye, folks. Thank you for having me on. And please support Headlock Talk and everybody at Brain Buster Radio from Wolf to Badlands, everything pro wrestling, dear queen of any, the big rover, JPQ, and wrestling reverb. And how can I forget about our dear friends from Wrestle Thoughts? Please support everybody. Yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> and and you're, you're far too kind, Zachary. We appreciate <laughs> uh, you, you listening and giving us feedback, talking with us on Twitter, you know. It's just nice to have people to talk to sometimes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and thank you. And thank you for doing the vice versa. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. Well, and that's one more Brainbuster radio show to check off your list, right, friend? Yep, I believe you guys are my fourth and now I have left to be on Reverb, Russell Thoughts, uh Queen and Unscripted. Yeah, no, uh, we haven't been on unscripted or or reverb or wrestle thoughts. So yeah. so we got we got some catching up to do ourselves. Yeah. So n- no no worries about that at all, man. Well, <laughs> yeah, you, and I discovered you guys on Queen. That's how I knew. You guys. Yes, <laughs> that was a fun show, man. 
I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, Did you guys actually have like a two-parter? Um, Queen had a two-parter. Um, we were invited on part one for mm. the male heels. So go back into Queen's catalog for Queen's Court, uh, where uh, you know the first ever introduction of Headlock Talk on Brain Buster Radio, yep. where she talks about uh, uh, the best heels in the business. And, uh, you know, there's maybe a couple guys that you know on there. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on, uh, and, and we got to chat again soon sometime. Oh, we definitely will, and thank you for having me on. I appreciate the shout-outs that you give me and bringing me on. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Of course. Always, man, always. Ladies and gentlemen, we wish you a wonderful rest of the day, and thank you again for listening. Uh, subscribe to us uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. We sincerely appreciate that. And, of course, like I said, enjoy the rest of your day. Later. Lady y'all. Adios. <laughs> Take care. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com win for your chance to win from Morris Home. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com.